When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 542, The Incredible Power of Contentment, part one by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who reads to you every day, including weekends and holidays. And this podcast covers personal development, productivity, and minimalism mostly. And for more topics, you can search for Optimal Living Daily in your favorite podcast app to hear all five of our shows where we narrate blogs for you. And today I'm starting a longer post from Leo Babauta, so I broke it up into three posts. It's rare that I read one article spanning more than two days, but I like to read these two because they're just as valuable as the shorter ones. And now let's get right to part one of the post as we optimize your life. The Incredible Power of Contentment. Part one by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Quote, if you have a garden and a library, you have everything you need. Cicero. While many readers have noted my efforts and articles on self-improvement, what I haven't stressed as much is the beauty of becoming content with what you have and who you already are. I'm definitely a goal-oriented person. I always have my eye on a goal, whether that's writing a book, running a marathon, improving my blog, waking early, losing weight, or one of a dozen other goals I've had and usually achieved in the last couple of years. And once I've achieved a goal, I begin looking for another. Now that I finished my second marathon, I'm already looking for a third. So isn't that a contradiction? Doesn't that seem to indicate that I'm not content with my life? Not at all. I'm extremely content with my life, with what I have and with who I am. I've accepted that I'm the type of person who will always be striving for a goal, the type of person who enjoys a challenge and who enjoys the journey. It's not the goal that matters to me, it's the journey to get there that is so fun. And I'm content with being that type of person. So contentment isn't a matter with being content with your situation in life and never trying to improve it. It's a matter of being content with what you have, but realizing that as humans, we will always try to improve, no matter how happy we are. If we don't, we have given up on life. Today, I'd like to discuss contentment and the amazing things it can do in all aspects of our lives. And then we'll look at a few tips for getting to contentment. Quote, happiness is self-contentedness. Aristotle. My life. I'm gonna use my life as an example here only because I'm more intimately familiar with it than any other life. Looking back, I wasn't always content. There have been times in my life when I wasn't happy, when things seemed dismal, when I wish I had more. I wasn't content with the way things were, and now I know that my outlook on life was a major contributor to my unhappiness. We choose whether we are happy or unhappy. Listen to that sentence again if it's not already something you consciously practice in your daily life. If you're unhappy with your life right now, I will venture to guess that it's because you've chosen to be unhappy. 
That sounds harsh, but in my experience, it's completely true. Edit based on reader comments. I cannot speak to whether this concept of happiness applies to everyone, especially clinically depressed or those with similar disorders, people who are starving or homeless, people who have undergone massive tragedies or abuse or others in such circumstances. However, for most readers, I believe the principles will apply. You might say, but my life is, of course I'm gonna be unhappy. And I hear you. I've had those times when my job wasn't going well, when my relationships weren't going well, when my finances were very bad, when I was overweight, when my life was a mess. But listen to this, I've had those conditions at several points in my life, and sometimes I was unhappy in those kinds of conditions, and others, I was happy and content. So I've come to the conclusion, and it's proven true time and again, that it's not the conditions that make me unhappy, but my choice of thoughts, of attitude, of behavior. What behaviors and thoughts and attitudes were different between my times of unhappiness and happiness? When I was unhappy, I focused on all the bad things in my life. Not only that, but I continually thought about how bad they were and would complain and would ask, why me? I would let myself sink into inaction and eventually depression. I'd be grumpy and cause those around me to be unhappy. That in turn only made the situation worse. It certainly didn't help my job. Let's look at the times of happiness in contrast. I focused instead on the good things in my life because while I had problems at my job and with my relationships and with my finances and health and all that, there were still good things. At least I had a job. At least I had someone who loved me. At least I wasn't sick. At least I wasn't bankrupt and homeless. I counted instead my blessings. I do this when things aren't looking so good and it turns me around. I had a wife and beautiful children. I had the power to change my job, to simplify my life to get out of debt. I had my health, even if I was overweight. I lived on a beautiful island with gorgeous beaches and wildlife and greenery. I had family around me who loved me. I had the power of my words and my books that I loved reading. I had life. And this outlook on life helped me to be happier. It improved my relationship because I tried to appreciate my wife. It improved everything around me in short. And we'll take a closer look at those things next. I was happy despite my conditions because I chose to be happy. I found contentment in what I already had instead of wishing I had something else, instead of being discontented with what I had. Contentment not only made me happy, but it transformed my life in many ways. Hear how in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled The Incredible Power of Contentment by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. In these three parts, so today and tomorrow and the next day will be kind of shorter than normal. If I had broken this into two episodes, it would have been a little too long for me. I can only handle so much editing in one day, so cutting it down into three helps me out. Once I can afford someone editing for me full-time, then I'll be able to do longer episodes for you. Thank you for listening all the way through, and I'll see you tomorrow where we'll hear part two of this post and where your optimal life awaits.